Welcome to Goalposts for Jumpers Football Podcast. You've come this far and we really appreciate the support. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor, etc. Please make sure to subscribe to always be updated on any new episodes. And of course, follow us on Twitter at G4J Podcasts, Instagram which is Goalpost number 4 Jumpers and email any questions or ideas to goalpost.jumper at gmail.com. We have some great features ahead, whether it's Football Scoop, Two Lies and a Truth, The Twat List, and so on. So please, enjoy the show. Cool Jewel Sex Tape. No. Yes, Cool Jewel Sex Tape. Ah, I got a headache. That sounds ah. like, that sounds like uh, City fans to you. I just laughed really hard in here. Ex-Man United goalkeeper Gary Bailey was once forced to deny rumours that he had no penis <laughs> after an Irish journalist... Intentals. We're just getting an insight into Baker's uh, internet brand. No, 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 no. Do you want me to do me to tell you no, no. which one it is? Right, if anyone's listened to this and they think, oh yeah, that's gotta be true, you're mental. Dale Winton! Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> you look like you've aged five years since you first started this podcast. I'm stressed. You look older. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you've aged five years since you first uh started this podcast cheers mate how's it going you're right yeah i'm great thanks mate um ask we... me how i am no i don't like asking you how you are. <laughs> i feel i feel like i want to get out how i am i'm emotionally stressed that how are you baker how are you doing i'm great yeah it's been a long week a good week i got to go to the football blogging awards this week which was great um conducted myself pretty well for 95 percent of it other than the other five percent which is a great story to didn't tell get you drunk didn't no, I just Stand made a tip out of myself to a former Premier League Championship striker, John right. Parkin. John Parkin, the mm. big man himself. Yeah, brilliant story. Right, so, tell me. Yeah, so I thought he was there, I'll try and get an interview with him, and he walks past the table, and you know, I go out, put my hand out to shake his hand. I'm like, all right, John. How did good- you introduce yourself? Gareth Baker here? Uh, no, 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 I just, I went, I put my hand out to shake his hand, all right, John, is going? He's a nice guy, John Parkin, you know, northern bloke, salt of the earth. Yeah. He goes, I am, eh, all right? And I'm like, yeah, good. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I work for V from Ninian, which is my other website. And, you know, as a nice former player. Cardiff player, it'd be great to have an interview with you. And he'd be, oh, he was like, yeah, yeah, no problems. So I said, look, I've read your book, actually. And he was like, oh, did you? I didn't know he had a book. Hey? Yeah, he's, it's a good book. Yeah. But he goes, yeah. He goes, oh, thanks, mate. And, I, and he actually says... I didn't actually read it myself as shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't read his own book? No, but he was joking. I was, and do you know what I said? What? I said, maybe they should make it into a cartoon so you could read it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> How did he take that? He just went, all right, fucking hell, mate. Really? Yeah. I was just so did nervous. Did he well, though? Did he, yeah, did he laugh just, it off? I was really nervous. Oh, my God. Yeah. But he was all right. You know, he uh, he's a good guy. And I just said, oh, I'm only joking, mate. Like, you know... You know, you were great at Cardiff. It's like, how would you recover from that? I could just see my other colleagues who work for this other website giving Turning me away the daggers. slowly. Yeah, pretending just they're like, not with you, you have seen fucked before. this up. But he was all right. He, yeah, he passed me his number and hopefully get an interview sorted. But, oh, perfect. Yeah, it's good. So on today's show, we're going to crack right. on with our top five. But we've got two lies and a truth. We've got uh, the twat list, football scoop, and obviously the answers at the end. So, okay, so what's our top five this week? Top five this week is the top five worst ever Premier League sign-ins. Okay, so I'm going to start with my number five. What number five? 
I reckon. Do you think we'll have <clears throat> anyone exactly the same? Will we have anyone on the same list? No, we just we have just completely different opinions. Right. Number so, five. Number five. Josie Altidore, Sunderland, and Hull. Uh, you know, he's strong, unable to hold up the ball, but you know, I actually think a brick could play up front and do better than Josie Altidore yeah, done in the Premier League. You know, what is it? Touch. Two goals in seventy appearances. So he's definitely my number five. But who's now yours? he's in the MLS. Yeah. And he's scoring goals. He's one of the one of. I could score goals in the MLS. Uh, <laughs> that's that's really <laughs> offensive to everyone who plays in the MLS. I don't have any mates who play in the MLS. Okay, good. Anyway, my number five. Um, my number number five is controversial to myself mm. in the fact that I thought it was a terrible signing right up until probably this season. Yep. And it's Musa Sissoko. Wow. Okay. From Newcastle, when he signed, bear in mind he's. 2016, thirty million pounds for Musa Sissoko. Mm-hmm. He was arguably, yeah, Newcastle's best player of a very bad bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but he signed on deadline day. Obviously, um, it was it was one of those where it looked like Tottenham had to sign someone, and they were struggling. Um, he's been a bit of a bit part player since he signed, but all of a sudden this season, so he's in there for the for the the right reasons in the fact that he was a terrible transfer. Yeah, but he is a new person this season he's been unbelievable you've got to um, factor in those transfer fees as well do you know what I mean and um, well 30 million pounds it's a lot of money 16 yeah that's that's a hefty sum 100% 100% so that's that. Yeah, he's my number one. five it's controversial to myself because I, I do think he's you know improved massively but yeah okay um, it's a, it's number four shout. number four uh, mainly choosing this guy because I'm a big football manager player and I had high hopes for him you know, because I signed him for Wrexham, you know, back in like 2015. He scored like seven million goals for me in the conference. So when he signed Solid for record. Arsenal, um, and he only ended up scoring one goal in 20 appearances, dubbed as Sano goals, is Yaya Sano <laughs> for Sanogo. Arsenal. Yeah, he was useless, absolutely useless, and he has so much promise, but. Yeah, just stepped up. He was just he just couldn't play in the big time, and that's how it is. Are you biased that he, he played for Cardiff, didn't he? No, he did. No, he didn't. Who did he play for? Not he went Cardiff. Charlton, Arsenal, not Cardiff, and someone else. Not Cardiff and someone yeah. else. <laughs> um, you've done your research, and I have on the Arsenal. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, it was it was a, an era where Arsenal were signing players, strikers in particular, that um, usually unheard of, um, and and not many of them really worked out, with the exception of Van Persie who came through. Mm. Not many of them really really hit the heights of a top top. Uh, Premier League striker yeah and in the end they lost him to Man United as well what's your number four my number four is just because of pure disappointment from a signing and I've never felt it before from excitement Mm -hmm. to disappointment when he left um, was Falcao to Manchester United good one Um, because at the time he was arguably the best striker in the world he, he, he'd one of them to, when, just before he signed for Monaco he was arguably the best striker in the world he'd come off the back of I think he'd scored 30 plus goals in four consecutive seasons um, and he, he just looked unplayable at times and he went to Monaco everyone was a bit disappointed he went there ended up at United and it was just a flop it was it, it was so sad to see that he just wasn't there whether it's his knee injuries whether it was a series of, of things but it just never worked out for him and that mm. seems to be a common theme with a lot of South American players that come to And just America. Manchester United players in general. You and ruin Manchester- strikers. Yeah, true. You do. It's oh like it's like the Academy of Ruined Strikers, Manchester United, no? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, anyway, let's change the subject, please. 
Okay, <laughs> well, I'm changing the subject, but it's a very sour subject for me. But I, I'm not just choosing him because I'm a Cardiff fan. Yeah. Um, signed for 11 million. So this is number three. In, number three, back in the 2013-14 Premier League campaign. Andres Cornelius at Cardiff. Ooh. Terrible. Danish Premier striker. League. Yeah, that's it. Where is he now? Have you Copenhagen, I believe. Is he doing all right? Somewhere. Is that has he found his level? Uh, or is that where he was? I mean, if that's his level, then it's not a very good one. Big striker, target he's just, man. He's just he's one of those strikers who doesn't have any outstanding attributes. Yes. He's just I when he signed for eleven million, it was like the price tag was the only exciting thing about him. And, you know, he had eight sub appearances, trained awfully and you know he's one of the main reasons that Marky Mukai got uh, sacked other than obviously being a massive racist uh, yeah other than that other than that that was the biggest factor and he was um, Andreas Cornelius if I remember him rightly tall blonde blue eyes very Aryan very Aryan Asian yeah so uh, Hitler would have liked him Hitler. my number three is Benteke <laughs> Benteke um, for me just the signing to Liverpool, um, thirty-two and a half million at the time, two thousand and fifteen. Hang on, so your number three is Ben Teke. Yeah, I mean, when he signed um, for Liverpool, I just, I, it just epitomised Liverpool's transfer policy at the time, um, pre-Klopp. Uh, it, they were signing strikers. Don't get me wrong; he'd come off the back of scoring a, a few goals, quite a few goals for Villa, um, but he was nowhere near the quality that, that, that Liverpool needed at that time. Um, he he had his moments. I remember an overhead kick against United, um, overshadowed by Martial's goal. Um, but he was born offside, and that was his problem. He, he, I like I've that. I like him. that saying. He was born offside. I mm. and no one again. No one really sums up that saying Harsh. more than uh, Christian Benteke. So he's in at my number three. Actually, by the way, before I move on, the fact and I was looking at how much they recouped of, of of that deal. £27 million Crystal Palace paid for him. And I'd mm. argue possibly that transfer, that way to Palace from Liverpool, is just as bad. That's a huge one. I can't believe, I mean, I'm terrible at researching in general, that I've missed that one out. Because £27 million for a team, not saying Crystal Palace aren't a big team, but £27 million for a team... It's a big, it's a big, fu- a big like sum. And, and he's been... Probably worse for for Palace than he ever was for Liverpool as well. So yeah, big one, good shout, like that. So we're on to number two. For number two, um, I did have another Man United player in, but I felt like I couldn't keep doing it because you know Man United are a massive club. They spend a lot of money, so they're more at risk of these terrible signings. But um, I couldn't, I couldn't resist it. Alexis Sanchez, Manchester United. You know, look at what he's like for Chile and look at what he was like for Arsenal. And he's a shadow. And it all started out with that piano playing bollocks when he was announced. And everyone was so excited. I love that. I hated it. But, you know, it was was the start of the football announcement trend, wasn't it? Like Sanchez pretty much... Yeah. If someone else done it before, he kind of like made it a big you thing. Then had Pog back and so on and so forth. Yeah. It, they're they're a little bit awkward those videos, mm. but I, I did I did like it at the time. And obviously, when you sign a, a high profile striker, I like those arguably. videos. I like those videos. You do? Yeah, I just think it's a good way. What to happened to people f- just coming out and holding the shirt up and then leaving? Well, that was boring, wasn't it? They just figured out that that was pretty boring. Yeah. Like no one cared. But then, but then, what if Alexis Sanchez leaves the season? He's remembered for playing Glory Glory Man United on piano. 
That's it. Yeah, I guess. That's that's the bad side of yeah. it. So that's why he's actually so high up on my list is the hype that I built around Sanchez yeah. and how absolutely fucking terrible. Awful. <laughs> he's, yeah. It's not just his goal output and his assist output. Yeah. It's just his general play. He's, just, he's a man who's lost everything about his game. Everything. Yeah. In mainly his dignity. Um, on to number two for me, mm. a man who never had anything about his game. Yeah. Uh, the lesser known Ali Dia signed for uh, Southampton by Graham Souness um, I think it was Ali 1996 Dia. who the fuck is Ali Dia I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you about Ali Dia and a lot of people who follow football especially in the 90s might know wait I think I know do you know mm, it's, this is mental it's embarrassing um, they signed him Graham Souness signed him after a tip off from apparently Apparently, George Weir told him he was the next big thing. Um, it turned out that it wasn't George Weir. It was someone pretended to be George Weir. Graham Souness went off um, the, the saying of so-called George Weir, signs him, um, and it turns out that he'd, Ali Deer had never played for Senegal, <laughs> even though he told him he played for Senegal, and never played for PSG. Had he played for anyone? No. Did he play for like you know? He signed on Concord a- Rangers in the Northern Premier League, or no? Um, he, he basically- is he one of those people on like modern day Twitter who tweet like you know at Liverpool? Hi, I'm George Bongo. Yeah, from you know Uganda. Sign a, me up for a, a trial. Like that's gonna work. Like Who's Liverpool, the- Liverpool's director of transfer can be like, oh, there's this George Bongo on Twitter, and I think he's the next. I next think he was one. the '90s version of Shanta Ronaldo, um, that sort of player. <laughs> Um, but yeah, safe to say it didn't work out. What and a legend, though! Entrepreneur. Oh, brilliant! Would any, any no one else? And no, obviously, no one could get away with it. But he thought of that. Now. Yeah, back then you can get away with it, and obviously, when you're a manager under pressure and you, you're panicking, that sort of signing you never know it could could work. But um, left him red faced. Just imagine all those other players in training just being like, "Gaffer, what the fuck no, have you pretty, done here?" Same, um, similar sort of stories when Sanchez. Andre Oren and oh. signed for. Well, I was going. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You've got to, You've got to imagine what they say in training when they bring a new signing in, mm. and it, it doesn't work out. Um, Huge. Uh, so number ones, we will reveal right at the end of the show. Ah, oh, gutting. Yes. Look forward to it though. Okay. Okay. So we've reached the part of the show. Uh, my favourite part. My favourite part of the mm. show. Actually, um, it's not my favourite part. I hate it. Called Two Lies and a Truth. This is the part, if you don't remember, where I tell Baker three stories or three interesting facts and he tries to guess which one is true. I'm already laughing. Um. <laughs> These ones I've designed to be pretty difficult to guess. Um, I'm going to go right at it. There is a theme. Okay. The theme is all-time English great midfielders. So the first one. Did you have enough to come up with, Annie? Uh Yeah, there's plenty. Okay. Banter. Paul Scholes once walked out of a TV interview after he took offence to being referred to as the little orange one by the show's <laughs> producer. No. Can you imagine that happening? I'd be pretty angry if I was Paul Scholes. Would he, do you think he's the sort of character? He is a little ju- ginger out. guy. He is, I mean, the little orange one. Mm. Fairly offensive. Okay, next one. 
Steven Gerrard is currently a minority shareholder in a company named Feel Good Inc. The company founder is Gorillaz band member Russell Hobbs. And the organisation aims to eradicate poverty in the Liverpool area by recruiting underprivileged teens into the workforce. <coughs> what? Frank Lampard once scored over 150 in an IQ test, putting him in the top 0.1% of the UK population. <laughs> well, so that's not three... true, because he's chosen to manage Derby. We have three stories. <laughs> Is Frank Lampard the Paul Scholes one? Is Paul Scholes an angry little orange man? Or is Steven Gerrard aiming to eradicate poverty in the Liverpool area? Which one do you think? I'm struggling to wrap my mind around the Steven Gerrard one. So Steven Gerrard started a company called Feel Good Inc. with the very well-known Gorilla song, Feel Good Banger, by the way, with band member Russell Hobbs. Russell Hobbs is Gorilla's band member and he... It's also a brand of kettles. And toasters. What is? Russell Hobbs. <laughs> yeah, I, Russell I, Hobbs this kettles. Is where, this is where you've got an opportunity. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up there. Uh, I don't think I <laughs> did. There is a band member um, called Russell Hobbs. That is. I know there's a band member called Russell. Is Russell Murdoch 2D and Noodles? Russell Hobbs. His name is. Well done. A big fan, but Russell. His name's Hobbs Russell, is his full his name's Russell Hobbs, yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> Unexpected. Um, Stephen Gerrard, does he seem like quite a... Quite a yeah, I mean, he obviously, seems... he's going to be giving back to the community in mm. Liverpool. Yeah. Um, do you think that's likely? I think all of he's them are likely. He's, he's, just, he's a minority shareholder. I think all... Uh, I hate this game. Because they could, like... Because I know one of them's true and two of them are lies and you're so good at making up shit in your head. <laughs> it's like this game makes me question my sanity a little bit. That's what I aim to do. Yeah, well, it, it's successful. But it's when you ask me, can I imagine it? I could imagine all of them being true. The Frank Lambert one, him having a high... What was it? He has a high IQ. Uh, and He scored over 150 um, in an goals IQ or? test. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also goals, uh, uh, putting him in the 0.1, top 0.1% in the UK population. What, so he's one of the 0.1% most intelligent people in, in Britain? UK. yeah. Well, nah. I mean, he's not stupid. I've seen his post very well spoken. Yeah. Um, but he does that bouncy shit at he, the end of the games as a manager. And a clever man doesn't do that. Cause he's very intelligent on the football field. <sighs> Paul Scholes, Paul Scholes angry ginger man. The TV interview. That's my favourite. Now this is that's why I want to be true. Early two thousands. So when he wasn't was very ginger. He was. Ex- he grew less he, ginger as he. He was especially know. ginger early in his career. However, if it was lately, especially with all the whole Oldham thing, he's become a lot more, you know, in the press later in his career. Yeah. You know, maybe that was a thing that kick-started him hating the press and kind of not... Cause being called an angry little ginger man, yeah. i got to be honest, if I was a little ginger man and someone outwardly called me on TV an angry little ginger man... They didn't even call him an angry little ginger man, they called him an, the little orange one, <laughs> which is, which for me is just so much worse. I want you to, uh, I want you to narrow it down. True. Tell me which one is, you think, right, is absolutely... 
definitely not true. Is it Paul Scholes storming out of a TV interview after being referred to as the little orange one by the show's producer? Is it Steven Gerrard, currently a minority shareholder in a company called Feel Good Inc., um, co-founded by the Gorillaz Band member Russell Hobbs? Um, Kettles. Or... Uh, Frank Lampard scoring over 150 and in the top 0.1% of the UK population. I can't get past the Kettles thing. I feel like you've buggered up there and you've accidentally <laughs> accidentally come up with a brand of Kettles for a person's name. So you think that... I think that's bullshit because to... I think you've buggered up. You've buggered up because you're pretty good at, you know, bamboozling me with this. <laughs> but I think you've buggered up there. So that's one of them. And you Just... don't think that could be intentional? Oh, I hate this. I hate you. <laughs> I hate this game so much. Right, just just take one. Right, out. okay. Take one. Russell Hobbs, not true. Russell Hobbs, not and true. Stephen Gerald is not currently a minority shareholder. Is that what you're saying? So that yeah, is a, definitely. that is a no. Yeah, no. Okay. And it's a shit name you're as left well. With Paul Scholes and Frank Lampard. Yeah, Paul Scholes. If that didn't happen, I'm sorry. I would have heard of that. Paul Scholes not storming out early 2000s, but all, not not storming out of a TV interview. You don't fancy that. I could imagine Storm... I could imagine, you know... The little orange one. <laughs> so absurd, it just made me burp. <laughs> it's just not true. It can't be. I want Are it to be. Are you ruling out Paul Scholes? Yeah, 100%. Didn't Paul happen. Scholes is out. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard's out. We're going with Frank Lampard being in the top 0.1% of the UK population's boring one. His intelligence. It'd be a boring truth. I hope that's not true. That's boring. <laughs> Do I, which one? You want to know? You're gonna tell find me? out oh. at the end of the show, as you know, Baker. Fuck's sake! All right. Twat, twat. So going on to my favourite feature, which is Baker's twat list, Baker's. otherwise known as just simply the twat list. Okay. Okay. So. So what does this? What does this part involve? What? 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 What do I do? Well, you know, football does have its fair share of numpties, Alex, okay. and. You know, this feature's almost like a play-along of sorts for our audience and especially for you. So everyone gets to play along, everyone gets to guess who your twat is. It's not going to be easy. It's okay. not going to be easy. It's cryptic. It's okay, very cryptic. cryptic. Clues. So I'll explain it to you. I'm going to give you some clues mm-hmm. on who it is. I'm not going to tell you who the twat is straight up. Yeah. You're going to have to sweat and work for it, okay? Okay. So, are you ready for this? I'm Ready. I'll obviously explain why the guy's a twat or girl. Okay. Although it's not nice to call girls twats, but, uh, you know. Girls can be just as so much twats as guys. There you go. Baker, we are live you... in a world of equality. That's it. There we are. Ready for clue one. Ready go. for clue one? Okay. Clue number one. Famous gardener. Famous. Now, can I call out what I think? Can I, do I, do I just say what's on my You can guess it whenever you want. Alan Titchmarsh. Brilliant. There you go. There you go. That's your twat of the week? No. Twat month? No. Oh, yeah. That's to be about football. Oh, okay. Antis was a lovely guy. Second clue. Okay. Oh, I done well on that hole. Oh. I done well on that hole. Birdie. Uh, you done well. You parred. Par. Alan. Alan parred you. I Are think you I've got serious? it already. Have I got it already? That's just annoying. <laughs> what was your last one? <laughs> Should I say? I don't think I don't think you get that quick. It's only two minutes gone. Am I good at this? I'm I'm devastated. I've ruined it for you. 
a little bit, but I'm kind of what impressed. Your, I want to know your last... Uh... We'll do another one, just in case. But okay. the last clue was... Oh, that window's a bit wet. No, oh, I would have got that, yeah. Yeah. I would have got that. I feel like I need to try a bit harder, but... I might have gone with Alan This is embarrassing. This is terrible. Alan Parr Moisture might have been my next one. It's not gone well. No. At all. Okay, why is he, why is he your... In your twat list, I know. He's twat. Is that it? He's that dance he done at the... Uh, he's tanned <laughs> and does his hair a lot for like 50-year-old... It's just... He looks sharp. I once... Uh, I was in... Um, uni and I used to go to Sunderland mm. I used to live in Sunderland and some of the boys went out in Newcastle and they, he was out oh Twat. I don't know if I can say this Twat. because I think he's a married man um, I, they were out and they saw him with just surrounded by girls surrounded and he it's looked sharp not and because of how he looks he looked sharp uh, he pulled it out of the bag he, he, he annoys me he's just one of people who annoys me well the dance, yeah, I, I, I can understand the dance. And mm. I've, yeah, to be honest, I, I'm not a big Alan Pardew fan, but... What about um, Alan Titchmarsh? I like Alan Titchmarsh. Yeah. I saw him um, at the Eden you Project You don't once. have a story about Alan Titchmarsh. I definitely have a story about Alan Titchmarsh. <laughs> uh, I saw him at the Eden Project back when I was about six years old. Oh. And I shouted Alan Titchmarsh at him and ran. Okay, that's just weird. Yep, that's my story. Shall I do another one? Yes. Okay. Let's see if you get this one. Okay. It's quick. Twat list. I'm doing this kind of off the cuff here. Right, go for it. Right. So, type of Australian animal. Type of Australian Koala. animal. Um, okay, let's, let's hang on. Let's at least let me get another clue. Okay. okay. Um, I'm standing atop of an item. I'm standing on top of an item. It's I'm on an it's tap it, standing on top of an item. Okay, next one. <laughs> Just don't want you to get. That's awful. Um, um, improvise it. <laughs> Simpsons characters. Simpsons character. Uh, okay, so we've got Homer. at the moment. At the moment, yeah. we've got Australian animal. So it could be uh, standing a on top of something. Stool. Mm. A stool. Ah. Uh, kangaroo stool and bar. Oh, it's kangaroo stool bar. He's, he's, yeah, he's a wanker. Tosser. Hate kangaroo Hate stool bar. Kangaroo the stool bar. Worst. Uh, right, so he's an, it's an Australian animal. Do I get a clue? Yeah. It could ba- be. Pouch. Pouch of tobacco. Joey. <laughs> Joey, yeah. <laughs> How many footballers are called Joey? Loads. Name one. Oh my god, Joey Barton. <laughs> and that's the one, isn't it? Yeah, Joey, Joey Kangaroo. Bart Simpsons. On. Just on. Oh, I'm standing. Come on. I couldn't say on, I said a top. Right, okay, so it's Joey Barton, he's your t- he's in your twat list. Why is he in your twat list? Why I, I kind of like him in some respects. Like, he's a big Morrissey fan. I'm a big Morrissey fan. He's, you know, I, I like his desire and commitment when he plays for teams and all like that. But he is just this, you know, stereotypical no, I, twat. I in cannot football. stand about him. His worst thing hmm. is when he moved to Marseille. Have you seen I, I think everyone's seen the interview. It's so awkward. When he tries to speak English in a French accent. But in so a they, French accent. Yeah. He was like, uh, so I, I play uh, for. Uh, 
Monsieur Today. Oh, it's and, uh, he's like, isn't he Scouse? He's Scouse. And he's like, I enjoy my training through the that's his, that's That's the worst thing Joey Button's ever, ever done. And I'm including that time that he stubbed a cigarette out in, I think it was Osman Darbo when he was at City. Definitely close second to the Marseille thing. Uh, Marseille thing tops everything. That, mm. you, can't, you can't do that. It's like when Steve McLaren was speaking in the Dutch accent. Oh, it's so awkward. Why do players and managers do I that? I don't know. Kill them with fire, throw them in the, in the sea, mate. So those are your twat lists. So we've got Alan yep. Pardew and we've got Joey Barton. We've got, they'd be very excited to know this. Joey, if you're listening, obviously, because you does, would be. avid listener. Avid listener. Uh, you are in my twat of the list. You're not, I, you're all right, but you're a twat at the same time. Yeah. Like the Morris thing, good guy, everything else twat. Everything else twat. Alan Pardew just twat, top to bottom. Yeah. So but does look sharp when he goes on a night out. Alan Pardew and Joey Barton, ladies and, and gentlemen. By chicks. Would you say that feature was a success? Um, I got him too easy. I thought you said I was going to sweat for it. Right, I'll try hard next time. Maybe I'd, I don't want. I don't want to say it was easy. Mm. I found it. I, yeah, it was. It was easy. And plus, I know they're both twats. So. Did you have fun? I had great fun. I didn't have fun. You guessed them too quick. <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Alan Pardew and Joey Barton, ladies and gentlemen, on Baker's Twilight. I'm all ears, Baker. Welcome to the Football Scoop, where I go through a particular story, or stories plural, that have interested me this week. And to be honest, Alex, mm-hmm. uh, something that's happened today is really only why I want to talk about because it kind of involves both of our teams both of our teams mm. right can, can you guess what it is uh, is it something to do with the fact that Cardiff uh, beat Manchester United 2-0 at yeah. Old Trafford massively it's not because I want to gloat as great it is that uh, we have beaten you you did demolish us earlier in the season yeah. and it's great from a Cardiff's perspective that we've kind of Nearly put a nail in Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's coffin after how he you performed don't think in Cardiff. It'd be, be sacked. I think it's a possibility. But what I want to talk about is the fact that it's not that Cardiff have won. Is you're a Man United fan? Yeah. It is mental what happened today because mm. although it's bad that you lost to Cardiff, I don't think a lot of Man United fans realise just how bad it is because Cardiff have been terrible away this season, and we've not only beating you we scored two goals two We're unanswered beating, goals yeah beating you convincingly Mendes Lang with two goals who scored m- more goals at Old Trafford this season than, than Alexis Sanchez it's dire yeah and I I, when I haven't really it's one of those I can't process it until after after the end of the season because when you look back on this period the, the last sort of few months it's just a it's just a one after another, you thought the Huddersfield result was bad, uh, and then we go and top it with a with a home performance against relegated Cardiff and lose two mm. nil, um, and can't even score a goal. Uh, I d- didn't I, look like scoring a goal. I didn't even. And it could have been three to Cardiff if Bobby Reid didn't screw up. You have to take that into account. I looked. I, w- I was watching obviously the, the season finale, the how City um, and Liverpool were getting on. Um, because that was the one; those were the ones live on Sky today, and I was watching that, and I saw us go one nil down, and I was just not surprised. It really, just didn't surprise me. As as bad as we are, um, Cardiff though—that didn't surprise you when Cardiff no. at Old Trafford didn't. Because the main reason I'm bringing this up is because 
from my perspective, and if I take my Cardiff hat off and I think as, you know, a neutral, what is happening at Manchester United right now, arguably one of the biggest clubs in the world, is crazy. Everything, from the top to the bottom, everything is wrong. And and I can't pinpoint it. And as a Man United fan yourself, you know, it's what is is going on because... The biggest problem is that there isn't one thing. You, You can't just look and say, it's the Glazers, it's Ed Woodward, it's the manager, it's the players. It is a combination of everything and it's something that has been a steady decline and this is before Ferguson left. Um, it, it's been something that has mm. slowly just crept up on us. We started spending more, yes, we've got to compete. We, we're biggest, biggest, one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, but it creates a culture and that culture for some reason has been high wage demands, um, overpriced uh, transfer fees. We're p- picking up sort of players that are at their top their peak level and we're paying more for them because we're trying to nab them off city before city get a chance to sign them mm. or and and this is where this is where it, it stems we can look at the alexis tran- alexis transfer and say it it's because of that and that's why all of our players are asking for more more money but it's been it's been a steady decline since since that that last season really that that ferguson was there um and and I think it just it's come to a point now. And um, we we looked at Jose. Yes, there was some negative uh, moments, and he he might have been the problem. We can point fingers, but for me, it it has been it has been just a steady decline. And like I said, I, I'm not surprised anymore. I'm really not. Really, yeah. you know, where where do you go from here, though? That's my question. Like, what do you, if you're Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, what would you do this summer? So you you can do you can do a few things. Which I don't necessarily agree with. A Throw lot of people, Alexis Sanchez in the bin. That might be one of them. It, it, uh, people are saying just get rid of seven, eight players, and Poor I Pogba. agree. Maybe, maybe there's about eight players, maybe even more that don't belong at the club. But you need to build. You need something to build off. We can't just start from scratch because that's not how football works. We can't just start from a uh, a point where we've got brand new players. We bring through academy. We'll end up mid table if we do. Mm. And we can chuck as much money around again if we want to, and try and sign all the the biggest names in football, and it probably won't work out again as as we've seen. So I think you've got a side now, and I think the best way to do it is is to pull out a few a, a few players, but to bring in bring in maybe one or two of those players that are just ready, just ready to hit the big time, um, creative players that can create goals. As soon as we start scoring goals, positivity around around the club, and and that's something to build off, I think. And the biggest story, really, what happened today? Manchester City winning the Premier League is huge because, you know, as much as you know, I got a few Liverpool fans like uh, in South Wales, and I like to gloat at them because really they should be supporting a Welsh team. But it's just banter. But what Liverpool have done this season is incredible, and you could see their fans' reaction at Anfield. They weren't jeering the players. They weren't disappointed. They were cheering them on in the stands, you know, swinging their scarves around, throwing flares around, celebrating with the players. And that was great to see yeah. because really Liverpool this season, you know, it's incredible that I've they haven't won. I haven't seen anything like it. It's incredible how Man City have got the amount of points that they have got and Liverpool on a parallel have got the same, essentially the same amount of points in the same yeah. season. Yeah, and and you look at it in any other season, it, it would be Liverpool's Liverpool's year. It's cruel, really. It's cruel. It's that. Yeah. It's 
it's great from Terrible. a neutral perspective to so see bad. two. Yeah, it's great <laughs> to see two teams as good as that this season. But if I was a Liverpool fan, like it's great getting behind your players. It's great, you know, showing support in, you know, not a bad time, but in a disappointing time. I know, I know, it's not, it's not. They've a got a Champions League final of to course, go to. They've, course. they've posted their highest ever Premier League points tally. Mm. Uh, it's the closest they've been to a league title. But they don't really. have that trophy. Do you know what I mean? And that's no. that's something that's eluded them for a long time. They've won the Champions League within the last, you know, twenty years. The, the Premier League is the golden chalice it's, for that's them. That's the one, yeah. And it's, it's cruel, rarely football. But Man City have been just as good as them. They've matched them. And unfortunately, the title decider was early on the season in January, I think, where, you know, Man City beat them. Are we saying, though, is this, is this Man City team, then, is this the, the best of the Premier League era? Since the Premier League... Well, has anyone else got more points than them? It... Are we, uh, yeah, and that's that, it depends whether you want to judge it based on how many points. But over the last two seasons, 198 points, I think, over two. Se- that's yeah, I'd agree. Outstanding. I don't know if that's your opinion, but I would say definitely not just because of the points tally they've racked up, but because they've managed to do that with the pressure of Liverpool breathing down their necks all season. So Chelsea 0405, um, United treble winning season, Arsenal Invincibles, the City for you? Are they- yeah, hundred percent. 100% I'm not disregarding the teams you mentioned there's achievements but what Man City has done with that pressure yeah. all season and the winning run they've done it's incredible yeah. and it's, you know that guy Pep Guardiola just knows what he's doing doesn't he he seems to so that's Football Scoop this week um, hope you enjoy and agree with our points Alex uh, sorry about that I'm depressed man. yeah thanks yeah you're depressed I'm depressed relegated <laughs> you know you support a shit team as well so hopefully the people can just enjoy the summer, I guess, without football. You know, for Nations League, if you're an English fan, which obviously I'm sure you'll be paying close attention Massive to. Massive attention here from a Welsh fan there. It's not over. We've got something to cheer about, some of us United fans, if we're uh, following <laughs> England, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. 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 We're looking to wrap up the show, um, <sighs> and we both have our number one worst transfers in the Premier League of all time to reveal. Who is yours? I just want to say, it's been a pretty stressful episode. Yes. Because you've ruined my feature, and you've introduced three of the most like annoying two truths and a lie, because they're just all realistic. They're very realistic. Um, Little Orange Man is still my favourite. Yeah. Um, I know you hope that one's true. Mm. Um, but first, just your your worst transfer, and I think you might you might have one that I I haven't got included in my list that you haven't got. Yeah, yeah. So my worst ever Premier League striker uh, striker. Well, I've given away there signing. I would say is Andy Carroll for thirty five million to Liverpool. Andy Carroll, mm, just because um, he nearly made it into mine. I th- I just think he was diabolical, you know. He was just like the the at the time, like thirty five million now. Bear in mind, doesn't sound like a lot. I think it would be a lot for it's an still Andy a lot now, level player, yeah. yeah. But at the time, that was massive. And again, it's the whole English player thing. But you know, it's not his fault. Uh, that just naturally puts a lot of hype around a player. Yeah. And really, like Andy Carroll was never going to be someone to score. Plus twenty goals in always the style a premium of, on any English player moving between mm, English clubs. There always is. They were hoping he was going to be another like Alan Shearer type player, and you know Alan Shearer is the last kind of player with that 
same mould who was able to score all of those goals do you know what I mean and I, I just he was just terrible at Liverpool you know without just, the injuries do you think he, he could no, have done no I don't because he's had a, he's suffered a lot of injuries look he's he's a good footballer he's an amazing header of a ball he's definitely unplayable a, on his day yeah he's a definitely definitely a Premier League striker played for England yeah. but it was just what he was bought for for Liverpool he was bought to score goals and I just never got it at the time uh, it's just another million. another era defining mm. signing for, for for Liverpool at that time. I think, and they just they lost a lot of money on the signing, they selling did. him. You know, so yeah, that's my number one. My number one um, is in fact someone that you placed. I think at number two, uh, mine is Alexis Sanchez. Number, number one, one, wow, of all time. Would you say it's because you're a Man United fan? Though, I'd say one. because it signifies a decline of the most successful Premier League club. Um, it do, it it does realistically it it shows forever. you forever obviously not forever the size of Manchester United um, it'll never it it'll never be one of those where I I say it now we're not going to go twenty nine years without a a league title I would hope I think Wolves are a bigger club than you know uh, yeah they're they're close <laughs> they've got better players. Um, <laughs> But no, Alexis Sanchez for me. Number obviously. one. Yeah, handed the number seven shirt. So there seems to be a curse since Ronaldo left um, with that number seven shirt. Well, there's a curse of Real Madrid since Ronaldo left. So it seems that like he's kind of a good player. Yeah, he, he seems all right. Yeah. He's got a good record, I think. He does well there. Mate, honestly, I I like you could keep boring me about Alexis Sanchez, but... £391,000 a week he's paid. That's just... That's just... And it and it's the start of of a lot of players um, asking for more <laughs> at the three hundred ninety one thousand pounds. That's meant okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You you five gri- goals, forty five appearances. Yeah. For me, and, and I think not nothing on him. He seems like a genuine bloke. I th- don't think he's ever not tried. Mm. He's obviously given it his all, but it's just not worked for him. And and you sure. saw you saw it. And one, I don't think he made it in either our list. Fernando Torres. Yeah, he's probably a close six or seven. But they remind it; they're so similar. That that signing, that big, mm. big name signing, one of the best players in the league at the time, and and both go on to this next this next stage in their career, and something just disappears from from their game, and I don't know what it is. It's the money, yeah. Spent. Alexis Sanchez, mate. Please, my please, one. please, please. You want to know my uh, my <sighs> truth? So we had just to recap, we've got Paul Scholes, Paul Scholes, Ginger Twat. Then you've ginger got smart, uh, no, little, it was ginger, little ginger monster man, little orange one, little ginger, lin, little ginger mong or something. Yeah, keep offending him. Yeah, <laughs> we've got Steven Gerrard. Yeah, uh, minority Steve, shareholder, the gorillas. Yeah, and then we've got Frank Lampard uh, being clever is in the 0.1 percent highest um, IQ in the UK. You've said Frank Lampard. Yeah, do you want to stick with that? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't know. I don't. It's, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> Well, let's look at it like this. Frank Lampard, if true... <laughs> Which one is he going to be? What is he doing? What is he doing? He's, he has the mind of a, of a, of a physicist. He could, be, he could be studying, he could be figuring out... Is this just the IQs of the universe? in like the football player's IQ test where like everything's kind of inflated? A little bit easier. A bit. No, genuine IQ test. Right. Um, Fuck. Yeah, it's true. I got it. I got it right. You got it right. Yeah, well, obviously. It's Frank Lampard. Did you find that easy? It was, no. It wasn't that I found it easy. It's just kind of like, I just I think he fucked up there because Frank Lampard is a clever guy. 
No, it wasn't easy because I thought the skulls thing could be true. The skulls because he's could a little ginger mong, <laughs> and, you know. And you you thought that I was lying. I believe the the uh, gorillas band member is called Russell Hobbs. I as don't well. think he's called Russell. I don't Hobbs. think he has any links I, to. I the can't imagine utility right, range. I can't imagine when Damon Albarn, who is the lead singer of Gorillas and Blur, when he named the uh, characters, thought but maybe he was in the kitchen. Which came a cup first? What do you mean? Which came first? What? The chicken or the egg? The uh, the toaster or or the gorillas band member? It's a good question to ask everyone. I guess <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. It's Russell, but hang it, on, gorillas. You're gonna have to look this up. Gorillas, Russell, right? Russell Hobbs. He's called, he's called Russell. There Hobbs. we are. See, Russell Hobbs. That's brilliant. He named that after a kettle or a toaster. <laughs> he was in his kitchen making a cup of tea, and they were like Damon, like. Just oh, hurry up, mate. Like, Sony's on the oh, phone. Correct. They need to know the last band name. And he's like, oh, 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 Russell Hobbs. Russell yeah. Hobbs. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was it was a, it was a fair... I mean, Stephen Gerrard helping the local community, minority shareholder in a mm. company. Mm. It's realistic, but uh, no, not true. Frank Lampard has a, a score of over 150 on an IQ test. Uh, he is that's, a that's a good one. That is a good one. I might have got it right, but I've learned something new today. You've learned something new, so we're going to uh, end the show on that note. Mm, I guess. For another week. That's it. See you later. It's tomorrow. Hi. Hi. Later. Bye. 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 They think it's all over. It is now.